All right, here we go. Hygiene Elevated Conversations and Innovations. Today we've got the Diamond Dental Hygiene Coaches with us, Danielle and Laura. Thank you for coming. Um, I kind of wanted to start today just by saying, you know, as we grow in our profession, how important networking is and how important it is to surround ourselves with people who are also trying to elevate themselves, who are also trying to do more for the profession. So I'm just so grateful to have you two in my circle, actually. Mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, you want to surround yourself with other powerful women doing powerful things, and that's you guys. So thank you for being thank here you. today with us. Um, I will let you guys introduce yourselves if you guys want to just take some time and tell us about um, your dental background. And But if you would also just tell us something you like to do other than work, because we are all <laughs> to have a hobby, to take care of your mental health, do something other than work. So tell us all about yourselves and something you like to do that's not working. I Perfect. love that. Awesome. I will start. Mm -hmm. um, I am Danielle Avila. That's that's Diamond Dental over there. <laughs> yeah, the um, other I, half. Yeah, the other <laughs> half to my whole. Don't tell my husband that. <laughs> um, but both Laura and I um, met in hygiene school back in 2005. Um, we graduated in 2008, and we have been clinical hygienists for the past 15 years, which is crazy to think. Um, I started off my career practicing just privately in a private practice, thought it was my forever. Um, I was there for 11 and a half years um, until one day I kind of was like, wait, Laura, what are you doing over there? Kind of noticing that she was um, taking on some other roles aside from clinical, doing some perio, um, perio work and like administrative things and really just curious about what she was doing and finally realizing in my life, like, oh my goodness, there's more to dental hygiene than just the clinical aspect of it. So I'm um, looking for a little bit of growth in my career, feeling a little bit burnt out with kind of the pro-female and the same olds. So I knew that it was time for a change. Um, I'll kind of let Laura elaborate a little bit on that there. And what do I like to do aside from work? I like to craft. So I'm huge into like shirts. Like I made these shirts, diamond dental shirts. Um, I like to make signs. Um, I like to make shirts for my kids' birthdays. All those wonderful things is what I do for my mental health. How do you make them? Are you like screen printing or you design and have like cafe press or whatever do them? What do you do? Yeah. So I have everything at home. So I use the Cricut machine and I design on my Cricut um, app on my computer here. And then I print everything and then I have my own press. That's so awesome. I'm jealous. Fun. I'm jealous. <laughs> she's so talented. Oh, all all the so things. Fun. And she's so creative. I love it. Um, mm. So to, to hop on everything, I am Laura Betancourt, not just Diamond Dental. Uh, <laughs> like Danielle said, we met in hygiene school. And I had a very similar career, slightly different. I, after graduating hygiene school, I immediately started working in what I thought was my forever home. It was a small private practice. Um, I loved everybody that I worked with. We were family. I loved my patients. I was there for like 12 years or so. Mm -hmm. And um, due to my husband and I moving and my, our son starting kindergarten and at the same time, the building itself that we worked in was being taken over by eminent domain. 
there was a lot of unknowns and variables. So we were like, you know what, I think it's time. And I was presented with an opportunity uh, to move to a different um, office. And I was working there clinically as well as became I became their oral wellness hygiene coordinator, which was really exciting. Um, and it grew to Danielle and I ended up working together and um, creating Diamond Dental. And then as far as things that I love to do for my own mental health, I love working out and getting outside, enjoying nature. Um, my husband, son, and I, we go for um, little hikes and nature walks, and we got bikes this summer that we were able to, um, you know, ride around the neighborhood, which was a lot of fun. That's, what That's so fun. Yeah. I love that. I don't think I realized that you guys, we graduated the same year. Did oh, we make that oh discovery? that's awesome. No, yeah. I don't think I remember that. Have we talked okay, about good. So. Yes, 08. It yes. was the best year yes. for hygienists, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Sorry, Joffrey. Just kidding, Joffrey. <laughs> 2013. I'm like the the baby in the group. You are the baby in the group. You are. I love it. Okay, I want to know what inspired you guys to start Diamond Dental. Who's it for? Um, let's go, Laura. Okay. <laughs> Um, so what inspired, I feel like Danielle already kind of touched base on this really both of us feeling burnt out more so Danielle feeling those true feelings of burnout and me being someone where I was always looking for growth, whether that be learning a new innovation or doing something beyond like the office that I was originally at. For my 12 years, I helped him. He started his own dental compliance company and I helped him with that. And, um, you know, and then from moving on to the height, I just always wanted more. I wanted more growth. So us coming together and wanting to continue to serve, but in a different way for our community, we wanted to give back and help other hygienists beat those feelings of burnout and realize that there is so much more um, you know, within the four walls of the operatory and beyond that. That that's so interesting. I I am interested to hear more about the practice that you joined, where you were the coordinator, the oral wellness coordinator. Mm -hmm. How how does that look within a practice? Because I don't know that I've ever heard of that within a practice. Yeah. So for them, they were um, a, a growing. I wouldn't say technically DSO, but they were definitely a growing company. I think originally started with like four. And then by the time I left, I think they were up to like maybe 12 offices. And so they really needed, I wasn't like a hygiene director, but almost like an interim where I would go to the offices, make sure that all the offices were up to par, that the hygiene teams had what they needed to succeed and and create those protocols so all the offices were collectively providing that optimal care for patients okay that that sounds like a great fit for you <laughs> thanks <laughs> definitely okay so this this next one here is for danielle um amanda and i are complete polar opposites when it comes to our personality. Um, in fact, <laughs> we were at the RDH Evolution. We took a personality test, and that proved it. We're literal <laughs> polar opposites, and that's how we know that is after that test. But uh, 
We suspected beforehand, but yeah. confirmed <laughs> it for sure. Um, but there's something so like beautiful about Amanda and I's relationship where we work so well together on these projects. Like we we talk about things from a different perspective and then they just like marry together so nicely. Would you say that that's true for you and Laura? Are you guys pretty opposite from one another? I don't know. We both have the same color shirt on tonight. So. <laughs> we're, we're like an old married couple at this point where we like finishing <laughs> sentences. We're starting to look alike. Oh, but as far as personality, I think that we are different in a lot of aspects where Laura is much more outgoing. Um, I'm a little more, more introverted. I like to sit back and listen and kind of um, take things in before I kind of engage most of the time where Laura's like the, mm. that first person bubbly out there like, hey, I'm Laura. And I'm like, oh my God, not again. Like, here we go. <laughs> um, but I'm always like right behind her like, okay, let's do this. Um, so we definitely are similar in a lot of aspects where we think a lot alike, like we're always on the same page with the way that we're thinking and what we want for Diamond Dental. Um, almost like in our personal lives too, we're very, very similar, but personality wise, I would say there, we are, we do have our differences for sure. Laura, you're pretty much nodding your head over there. Do you agree with that <laughs> assessment of your relationship? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you old married couple. That's for Amanda, an old I, married couple. <laughs> we're still in the honeymoon phase, so we don't finish sentences yet. So You'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> you can be our marriage counselors, I guess. <laughs> I got yeah, you. It comes with time. Laura and I have been friends for 20 years. So yeah. <laughs> that's that is crazy. But and so interesting that you so did you know each other before hygiene school? You met in hygiene oh, school. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I I think Daniel's dad. <laughs> yes. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Because um, in actual hygiene school, we weren't like, we weren't immediately. Yeah, I was, I was the total nerd front of the class. Like I wanted to learn everything. And Danielle's in the back of the class. Like, who's this girl? <laughs> She's Sorry. the token one. Okay. We had two girls in our class that were like, they sat in the very front. I was like middle. I'm not the back. I can't be the back, but like not the front because <laughs> I was texting. But, um, they one of the girls every every lecture i swear her question was how much does that cost like that was always her question <laughs> oh I was like God. you know i kind of appreciate that she is asking the obvious question that we all know like we want to ask but i swear it was like every lecture so like how much does that cost though so yeah. that's awesome yeah so good man hygiene school was just nuts. I would, I, I started school and Blue was just six months old. So I would be pumping in between classes and like trying to like wash my bottles real quick before the next lecture started. And That's then my, my program was like 40 minute drive to school. And so I would like pump in the car on the way home. Like I, I didn't have much of like a hygiene social life. I was just surviving motherhood and hygiene school. Someday. God bless you. I don't know how you did that. You know I what? One yeah. of my classmates, she actually delivered her baby on like a Friday and came back to school on Tuesday. Like, what? didn't even take what? a break. It's a true story. I 
cannot believe how she, I don't know how she did it. But. Hashtag Utah life. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. Her first though, yes. like okay, totally she right. probably had like a doula. Like everybody in her family's a doula, and she was like <laughs> so prepped for it. Like she's probably fine, guaranteed. I love it. Okay, I got so, off track. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I was gonna continue that off track slightly. Do you guys know Elmer Gonzalez by chance, like at all? No. Okay. I some people yeah. like know Elmer, but he was my partner in hygiene school and he's a director of a program down in New Mexico. But um, I, I think Elmer is like the most type A plus personality I've ever met. And how we were partners, I don't know. But Elmer is like a dad of eight, eight children, um, worked graveyards every night while he was in hygiene school and pretty much did all of our work. Like oh I would come to school the next day and he would have whatever paper we were assigned the night before done. And wow. I was just like, okay, thanks. But so ridiculous. So I, I don't want to say I had it easy because I still had to take tests, but like he wrote all the papers. It was just crazy. And I wish yeah. I had an right. Elmer in school. I know. I know. I know. Where is my Elmer? should have had an Elmer because he was the best. Elmer is the best. He still is the best. Like, the hardest working. So, every time, like, a parent gives a story of how they got through a tough program, it's like, I can't even understand that. So, uh, hats off. You need to have hats Elmer off. on your podcast next. We do, and I am the slacker who's not texting him, <laughs> getting him on here. <laughs> so, thanks for pointing that out, Laura. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving along, back on track, back on track. Okay, yes. Um, so, I want to ask Laura here, what piece of advice would you give to someone who has lost their hygiene spark? Uh, um, I feel like this is our foundation, right? To remember your why. Um, why did you want to serve in the first place? You know, I mean, most people end up going to hygiene school because in some way or another, they want to serve. They want to give back. They want to help people. Of course, there are other reasons, but a majority, I feel like collectively as hygienists, that's, that's, you know, an important thing to go back to. Um, is really remembering why you became a hygienist and and focus focus on that. That's good. Um, Danielle, with um, with the coaching, when you guys are kind of one on one with your hygienists, are you seeing kind of a common theme or a call a common challenge that hygienists are facing, um, or they're, they're specifically seeking guidance with? Yeah, I would say a lot of the time it's hygiene burnout, which is, you know, unfortunate. Um, hygienists also are having a hard time with those difficult conversations. So I feel like sometimes hygienists are led to feel burnt out because they're just, they're in that hamster wheel. They're continuing to just do the things day in and day out. And they're just not, they're not using their voice and then they don't have the confidence in who they are sometimes to speak and, and to and to speak up to whether it be an office manager or a doctor or even another hygienist or another team member um, about how they're feeling or how they're being treated. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if you would agree, Laura, with the burnout, but for sure, I think a lot of the hygienists that we do speak with are feeling burnt out. And 
I think another one would be, you know, burnt out, but then also realizing like I'm burnt out. I'm realizing that. And I also realize that I'm meant for more, but I just don't know where to find that. Where do I begin? And it's kind of like a collaboration of like helping them overcome that burnout feeling to then help them grow within themselves to then grow within their profession. So it's kind of like, you know, a, a roadmap that we've kind of lay out with them um, to kind of break down all of those barriers for them. So I'm going to go, go ahead. ahead, drop. Oh. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> um, I think burnout is definitely such a buzzword in the hygiene field right now. What are some of the signs that you would say are signs of burnout to somebody that's like, do I like this? Like, is it burnout or is it truly just they're done with their field and they're ready for something else? What would you say that it looks like? Yeah. I mean, for me, what it looked like was like just those Sunday scaries, like you're going to bed and you're like dreading having to wake up and go to work tomorrow. You're feeling overwhelmed at work, underappreciated. You're, I mean, blood, sweat, and tears. You're, you know, you're not taking the time that you should to A, have a snack or B, go to the bathroom because you're so far behind and you just feel so guilty. And, and, you know, the doctor's always on your back or, or the front desk is like, oh, your patient's here, your patient's here, your patient's here. Um, you just feel like it's a constant, you're just, it's, it's a, yeah, the constant hamster wheel of, of that and the feeling of overwhelm. Um, I don't know, Laura, if you would agree or have any other like feelings that you feel like some of the hygienists. I think that um, definitely being underappreciated. And I think it's important um, that, that when, when you can recognize, it's so important to be mindful, right? We want, we want to bring awareness to what we're doing in our, in our daily lives and actions. And so if you can be mindful enough where you're recognizing, okay, I'm starting to feel this way. Well, why are you starting to feel that way? What can you do to actually take the time to take care of yourself to prevent you from feeling um, those, those types of, you know, overwhelm and complete dental dismay? Dental dismay. That's a new one. <laughs> one. We're trying to come up with something different than burnout. Yes. <laughs> That's your tagline. That's like Diamond tag. Dental Coaches, Dental Dismay, like so much to eat right there. <laughs> yeah, it, it, but really, it's like uh, you identify, you know, like you said, why are you feeling that way? What can we do? And that uh, makes me think, you know, also on what will happen if you don't do that. Like that's kind mm -hmm. of your choice, right? Like mm -hmm. do we act or do we not react um, yes. type of a situation. So I love that you are getting these hygienists and inspiring them to like react to the situation rather than mm -hmm. stay stagnant in, in what's happening. Um, Amanda and I, action. yeah, um, we met one of your clients at the RDH evolution. And she just raved about you guys. She's uh -huh. so highly of the program. Uh, she, she just like had so much respect and so many beautiful things to say about you guys. Mm -hmm. And I already knew you and knew how wonderful you already were. And I'm like, yes, I know <laughs> girl. Yes, I know. They are amazing. Uh -huh. um, you know, while we are, 
um, Hygiene Elevated is doing these school tours. I want you guys to know Diamond Coaching is in my like link tree. I leave that up on the screen for all the students. So like if they ever, I mean, I'll offer free mentorship for like smaller things, but if they need real, I'm like, go to these guys. So I'm directing everyone I know that needs help to your guys's platform. Um, let's see here. I lost my train of thought. Thank you for doing that, Joffrey. I know. Well, I really like you guys, and I support <laughs> and sponsor things I love. Um, we really like you too. <laughs> no, we love you guys. Thank you. Um, what I wanted to say with that was, um, other than me leaving the the links and discussing you guys at the end of my presentations, what are some other ways people can get in touch with you guys if they want to start coaching? Yeah, I mean, they can reach out to us via email if they wanted to email us personally, um, diamonddentalhcc at gmail.com. Uh, they could go on our website, um, which is diamonddentalhcc.com um, or on follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and LinkedIn primarily. We're on Facebook too, but we're not on right. <laughs> who, who does that? On Instagram, I will say we're uh, we're Diamond Dental Coaching on Instagram is our handle, and then LinkedIn it's Diamond Dental Hygiene Career Coaching. So, just look for the bling, and you will not yeah. be disappointed. <laughs> the two, <yeah. laughs> perfect. So, literally everywhere, anyone can find <laughs> any platform. <laughs> they can find you. I yeah. love it. <laughs> the Pretty pen much. that I got from your booth at RDH uh, Evolution is like the yes that, but it's purple. <laughs> Mine is purple, and I have to f chase that pen down at the end of every day. And I'm like, who took my pen out of my room? Because it is not subtle, like the cheap like. Bic pins that we have up front. So I'm like, guys, you, you can't hide my pen from me. Hello. I'll know where it is eventually. Okay. Um, my my diamond pen never even made it to work because um <laughs> loves the pen. That is now pen. It's in his um school like little pouch, pencil pouch. Oh, <laughs> he takes oh, it with him. <laughs> awesome. That's so funny. So your pens were a hit for sure. I love it. So Danielle, with most RDH um, being in clinic and working a full day, do you guys offer coaching after hours or what does that look like? Yes, absolutely. I think that Laura and I have been very accommodating to all of our clients. Generally, we're doing most of our coaching um, after hours. So generally we do um, every Tuesday, kind of like this time right now, we lot to our clients. So um what is it? Six to eight. We usually work Tuesday night, six to eight um, to accommodate clients. And then we have a lot of availability on Fridays. So daytime, a lot of hygienists have Fridays off as well. So we try are trying to accommodate our schedules to um, match up more with the days that hygienists have off. So we're half and half with Wednesdays off and we have Fridays off. So typically Tuesday nights and Fridays. That's very reasonable for a hygiene schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. We, we try to, and I mean, obviously there things come up, life happens, right? So we always try to accommodate and make something work one way or another, because we genuinely really care and want what's best for, for the people we work with. For everybody, really. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome. Yay, people. <laughs> okay, Laura, I want to ask you, um, I know you guys offer coaching to like all hygienists. It can be a new grad. It can be someone very well seasoned. Um, but when it does come with you to like the new graduates, do you guys have some coaching in place to help them tackle their student debt? Um, so we haven't specifically laid out something regarding uh, student debt, but we do come up and we do specifically talk about finances, especially when hygienists are um, are discussing cutting back clinical hours because a lot of times they take a pay cut while they're trying to figure out what it is they might want to do. So it's important to discuss finances because finances in general can be a big mindset block for people. Mm -hmm. So it's important to have that discussion, to be open and honest with yourself and plan ahead. And we do offer, you know, we're, you know, we, like I said before, we really want to try to make things work for our clients. And if, finances are an issue we do offer payment plans too well do you take care credit we don't maybe we should do that thank you guys for laughing at that i wasn't sure if it was gonna go but. <laughs> you, you actually should be able to use like your hsa account for your own okay yeah <laughs> I should be <laughs> like it's included in mental well-being, right? Could be. Um, Danielle, you guys did a really neat little campaign on Instagram a few months ago. The um, career path highlights. Um, you guys yes. have been sharing all sorts of different things that hygienists can do outside of the op, and I wanted to ask you, how did you get the idea to kind of feature? hygienists all over Instagram and how many have you already highlighted so far? Yes, this is a Laura question. Okay, but Laura. I will um, Laura is the one that came up with this idea actually. So I'm going to let her answer where she got the idea from, but I think we have had um, 35 to 40 ish hygienists that we've um, highlighted so far. Wow. Yeah, so it comes down to the fact that we truly just want to empower each other and lift each other up. I, I, Danielle and I, we both want to be everybody's biggest cheerleader, you know, and it's important to shed light on other opportunities that are available to hygienists. I, I think a lot of times hygienists, they get stuck in the four walls of the op and they have a hard time thinking outside of it. Or they think, you know, imposter syndrome sneaks up and they think, oh, I can't do this. Well, no, in fact, you can. And so, I mean, we've just met so many amazing individuals along our journey of Diamond Dental Coaching. And if we can highlight the amazing people that we're meeting and shed light on what they're doing and the greatness that they're bringing to our industry, it's just, it's exciting. And if it can help one other person, then we're doing our job right. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Were you kind of surprised at how many 
hygienists were so willing to be featured on that campaign? Um, so I think our biggest struggle is we don't want to be annoying <laughs> by asking. It's like, you know, because everybody's lives get busy and um, it, it it can be, it's, it's a task, you know, you have to make a video, you have to answer questions, it takes time. So we're always just appreciative of people who want to be highlighted and do in fact take the time to to do it. Um, I, I don't know. I think I never really actually thought about that if, you know, people would or would not want to do it. But I mean, people have, so we're just appreciative of them. <laughs> yeah. I was flattered. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Do I, do I do things out of the op. I do do things out of the op. You I do. qualify. <laughs> And I mean, even highlight, we could even highlight people doing things in the op because people that work strictly in the op that are loving what they're doing and that are passionate about what they're doing, they're awesome and they deserve yeah. to be highlighted too. And that could just help reignite someone's passion because they might just be like, oh, I'm sick and tired of doing this. But if they see someone else loving what they're doing and, and, I don't or know. Using how, a new innovation or a new technology. Yeah. Even if it's just like a small mm -hmm. little spark for sometimes that's yeah. all it takes. It's just like that small little spark that somebody needs to like reignite it within themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had clients that literally wanted to leave clinical hygiene and it was because of a toxic work environment or mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z. And then they removed themselves and they changed a few things and now they love clinical and they're like, I can't believe I was actually going to leave this. I love what I do. You know, mm -hmm. so sometimes it's just that little spark. That's I, I love what you guys do because, you know, not everybody can be a coach. We need hygienists like we mm -hmm. need actual practitioners. I think sometimes we can get jealous as hygienists because there's so many people like doing other things or like we have patients that we talk to that they're able to work remotely for their job. And I, you know, all jokingly say, yeah, I don't know when that day is going to come for me. Like, I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, you know, and they, they laugh and they're like, yeah, that'd be weird. But, um, yeah, like the reality is like, we need people to be there doing the work. Otherwise, you know, we have periodontal disease. So yeah, we need that. Exactly. Exactly. So I love that you guys are keeping, keeping people in the ops. So it's amazing. And on that, I want to ask both of you guys, I mean, dental hygiene itself is constantly evolving and mm -hmm. I know you guys are great about staying up to date with the latest trends, products, advancements, but can we just talk for a moment about the um, GBT that you guys get to work with? Because I'm really jealous. I had one. Don't put my hat on. Yeah, I know. You guys have all the hat. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Oh my gosh. This felt, this felt very GBT. planned. Oh my God. <laughs> so I love it. I love it, GBT. I am so jealous. Um, but oh. I want would you guys just explain what GBT is? what it is. And then can you also just share with us what patients are saying about it? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. 
again, both Laura and I uh, absolutely love GBT guided biofilm therapy. It is truly the highest standard of care that is available to patients um, as of late. It is just truly amazing because we're able to use an eight-step wheel that we kind of run through with every single patient, kind of starting out obviously with the same that we do with a, you know, sorry, ladies, the old way we used to clean teeth, but um, obviously going through all the assessments, you know, the medical history, you're doing your period charting, your x-rays, all of those things. Um, but I really love guided biofilm therapy because we're able to start by using a disclosing, which we can use disclosing mm. with your, your regular patients as well. But it's a really good tool um, for us to be able to obviously talk to the patient and educate them. So we're spending a lot of our time um, now with this appointment, educating our patients, educating them on the oral systemic link, mm -hmm. um, really showing them the bacteria that's in their mouth, how long it's been there, depending on the colors of the disclosing solution, the acidic bacteria. So we're able to talk a lot about products and things that would be beneficial for them. And I think um, meeting the patient where they're at, right? Yes, yes. absolutely. 100%. That's so important. 100%. Um, and a lot of the times the patients are so excited. They're like, oh my God, this is so awesome. Like, this is so cool that I can actually see. And now I can go home and I can visualize like where I'm missing. And I'm really educated now. You're talking about all these tools and things that I can use at home to really help me with my home care. And they get excited. So it's really getting them on board even more so than we were before. Or I was maybe before. But um, but really it just allows us to, you know, non-invasively clean 100% of the plaque biofilm in their mouth. So we're going in with the airflow, we're removing all of that, that disclosing solution that we're seeing, that pink, purple, that aqua blue color. We're using air water powder um, and then we use a piezon. So no more Cavitron, we go to the piezon handpiece to remove any um, calcified calculus, obviously. Um, and then that's it. So there's no more polishing, there's no more flossing, there's no more scraping really. Um, it's just truly an amazing, I mean, innovation for hygienists and for patients together because it, you're taking away the fear, you're taking away that that scraping noise that patients hate, you're adding in the warm water with the, the airflow and the, the um, PAs on, and patients are leaving and they're like, oh my God, that was amazing. My teeth feel so great and I'm not afraid anymore. Um, it's truly so, painless dentistry, right? The, the, the technology... Yes, the technology within itself of the GBT machine is incredible. So it it like Danielle said, it has it warms the water. I mean, the number one complaint of patients when you're using any type of ultrasonic is the water's freezing. It hurts my teeth, <laughs> right? So mm -hmm. with GBT, you it that it's completely taking away out of the factor, um, and it's almost like a car wash in your, for your mm -hmm. mouth. It's completely disinfecting the soft tissues. It helps with free radicals of the soft tissue. It's removing all of the biofilm. Um, the airflow prophylactic master, it goes four millimeters um, under. And then if you, if patients have five millimeter pockets or more then they um, have what's called a periflow, which goes deep into the pocket and uses the same um, air water and powder material. And that's, I mean, the powder itself is like the magic of it all. It just completely mm -hmm. decontaminates the pocket and removes all biofilm, which we now know the biofilm is what is we need to remove. So it's yeah. amazing. We love it. I feel like you guys are flexing so hard right now with your hats <laughs> and just everything you said. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
I, so, um, I work in a, an ortho office, like my dentist just retired and I have an, uh, a Cavitron that is a profi jet as well. And just recently I was like, why am I polishing kids with braces? Let's just be real. Mm -hmm. This is stupid. And I started using it and they all love it so much more. I thought for sure there was going to be so much like, oh, this is gross. They all love it. And my, and I'm not saying this is the same thing as GBT. I am not at all, but he left behind his air polisher um, in my other hygiene room. And I was like, hmm, I'm just going to unofficially take this over. And nobody else in the office, like the new doctor, like fresh out of school, zero interest in it. So I have this new machine now. Um, it's like a very, very, very old school version, I think of the GBT, but yeah, huge, huge reservoir for sodium bicarbonate basically. Yeah. So the sodium bicarbonate, I don't, you're, you can't use on the soft tissue. So you have to be careful with that. Yes. The the erythritol, the airflow you can use on soft tissue. And that's what's amazing about it. Cause Mm -hmm. again, you're completely disinfecting the entire, entire oral cavity. Yeah. Jealous for sure. I would I would definitely not mind that. You ladies need to try it. Yeah. I love that. One day, <laughs> one day I will have a GBT hat, I'm sure. And it'll be as cool as you guys. Yes. So let me ask, do you guys finish that with any hand scaling or no hand scaling? Um it and depends. Patientation. Exactly. And sometimes the interproximals are so tight, you can't get in there with the PAs on. So you need to do a little hand scaling. But although they did just come up with a thinner tip, I haven't tried that one yet. They did. I didn't either. And the left right tips are amazing for the PAs on. Um, But I do think too, it also comes with practice. Like didn't write with anything. The longer longer you do it, the better you become at it. So for me as a clinician, right, Danielle and I just got GBT certified the beginning of this year. So we've been using it. I originally started, I was only using it one day a week. And then just recently, thankfully, I was able to switch to I'm only strictly providing GBT care. So for me, in my own mental well-being, I would still go around with my hand scalers to make sure that everything was removed. And pretty much I wasn't really scaling, but I was almost just, you know, exploring and Mm -hmm. making sure. But I think ideally, ultimately, you don't really even need hand scalers. Or if you do, it's few and far between. Mm -hmm. So do you use GBT with SRP as well? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah, where the peri pretty flow much, yeah, comes the in. Same, the same process with the perio flow um, for the five millimeter plus pockets. Interesting. It's amazing. Interesting. I feel like this could be a whole other podcast of questions. So I'm kind of holding back a little bit. <laughs> we can come back. There we can go. definitely circle back for we sure. We can definitely have them back. We can put a pin um, in it. Ask. I had to ask because I love all their posts on Instagram about it. And so I, I had to throw in a GBT question. I just had to. <laughs> I mean, we love, I love GBT, it. So you can ask us anytime. Yeah. So let's put it in it and we can revisit mm-hmm. this at another time. Love For sure. It. Okay. There are two sign up questions we love to ask everybody when we had the podcast. Um, so the first one What do you wish you would have learned in school that took you years to learn as a registered dental hygienist? 
For me, I wish um, I learned more about KPIs mm. in school because I didn't, my whole first 12 years of my career, I knew none of that. Are we being honest or are we? Yes, up absolutely. Please. Honest. Um, I wish I was forced to have a better understanding of perio, periodontal disease and, and the whole perio therapy and all of that. That was not something that was really like enforced so much for me anyway. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like Laura was on the other side of the clinic and she got like the good teacher that enforced her to make sure she did that. But I, I never was like forced to have to understand it so much or like actually practice it in, in the clinic, which was unfortunate for me having to take so long out of my clinical, um, out of school, excuse me, in my clinical career to really get a grasp of it and feel confident. No, that's, I, I feel like that's a very relatable thing because mm -hmm. I think especially um, you, if you work in an office that doesn't have an emphasis on perio kind of helping mm -hmm. support a hygienist, it's easy to just let stuff slide under. So yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, I, I, can, I can relate relate to that for sure in some of the practices yeah. I've worked in. Yeah, and then you have the profi mills, and you're like, "Oh, bleeding gums is normal. That's totally mm -hmm. fine, right?" Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Laura, I the term. Those are called profi palaces. Oh, profi mills. I was gonna I say too much glamour to it. Oh, gosh. That is true. That sounds like a goal. Yeah. Um, Laura, for people that don't know what a KPI is, what is a KPI? Key performance indicators. Yeah. What so, are those? So when you're when you're looking as a whole, right? Or even let's bring so talk about perio, right? If we look at mm -hmm. statistics and you see, I think what is it? If you're 35, 35 years or older, I think it's like 50 something percent have some form of periodontal disease. And like if you if you were to survey America, right? So if you go to your schedule, like what's your ideal schedule look like? If you go to your schedule and you have prophylaxic patients all day, does that make sense? No. But with key performance indicators, you're actually able to track your numbers as a as a clinician so you're able to see okay well how many profies am i doing how many peri maintenance patients am i seeing like where am i at what's my production what all all of those things i feel like joffrey you could answer this question way better than me because you're my numbers <laughs> gal i always go to you for <laughs> i think you're doing fantastic you're doing all of it <laughs> well i just glazed over so just kidding i'm just kidding we just know that I hate the numbers, so. Yeah. I've always yeah, loved them. The there we are, four opposites. There, that's us, Amanda. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I'm I recognize their importance. I recognize the importance. I still hate them. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. And like, for me, I, I, I don't know if that's just like the way my brain has always worked and like, I was always afraid of them. And, and that's just a mindset shift, right? Like, I feel mm -hmm. like so many hygienists are like, I don't want to know my KPIs. Why am I, why do I care about production? Like I, that's not the kind of care I want to provide, but it has nothing to do with that. Right. 
Joffrey, take over. I feel like you want to. Oh, I, I love KPIs. I know I numbers so so much, and it's because I know I'm a great provider, and I want everyone else to know I'm a great. <laughs> I love it. It's the Joffrey show again. I, know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Oh God, but also like that's how you get better if you're not tracking mm -hmm. it like yeah. if you watch it it will grow and if you're yes. paying attention to it and yeah. focused on it i compare this with hygienists all the time to like a savings account if you want to start saving money you're going to be monitoring that account right yeah. and you're going to be allocating money to that savings account periodically that's yeah. a high high focus for you if you want to increase your fluoride acceptance rate, you need to watch it. Where is it at today? Where was it at last month? How does this month compare? Because your goal is to increase that fluoride acceptance rate, just like it would be to increase your savings account. You just have to pay attention to it and it will just do it kind of on its own because you're focused, you're on it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so see, you should teach a course on KPIs. That is such your, a good in your free time. <laughs> I love it. I'm coming up with all sorts of course ideas. Yeah, see? I'll be doing one on leadership and persuasion. Either yeah. the date is pending. It'll be either be October or November, but it's gonna be very fun. It's gonna be at Top Golf and oh we'll fun. So this will be my actual like first speaking event. Uh, for like hygienists who've been in the field for a while now, because I typically just speak to students. So this is like a new audience. So I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> I hope they like what I'm about to say. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. I'm excited for you. I mean, it's it's still a free dinner at Topgolf. Why would you not yeah. go? Yeah. Right? You know? yeah. Even if you hate everything I say, you can go golf exactly. after. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or for the golf. <laughs> all right, Amanda, I will let you ask them the very last question. All right. So for both of you, what piece of advice do you wish you could go back and give yourselves as new grads? Mm. Oh, I wish as, I mean, piece of advice, dream big, don't mm. stay stagnant. Yeah. Don't, don't be afraid don't to settle. just start. Just start. Yeah. If you want to do something, just do it. Yeah. Yeah. We all start from zero yes. at some point. So yeah. just start. Right. I love that. Absolutely. And I think like for me, what has really helped over the last few years is um, to focus on your small wins that mm. equal large gains. I think when, you know, in hygiene school, when you're coming out, you're thinking like, all these things like how am i going to do this and it's like okay well if you just focus on those small wins every day mm -hmm. it will it will add up absolutely um you know i want to add to that that when i was about to graduate um there was a hygienist she was oh gosh i, I want to say just like somehow affiliated with the instructor somehow we got to like watch a little video she had made and this was years ago, and I remember this video so well. I, her name was Candy, so she was the hygienist named Candy. I do not remember her last name. 
But she broke down the appointment sequence for those wins. Like, cause as that new graduate, you're, you yeah. are overwhelmed. The clock is against you. You're feeling all these pressures, but Candy was like, um, okay, I need to take their blood pressure. Okay, I took their blood pressure. Yay, I won that. Okay, now I need to take their bite wings. And then they like capture the bite wings. And she's like, all right, look at that. I'm already two down. All right, what's next? And then she's, um, she was celebrating like every little piece of the appointment sequence. And it, uh, it just like, I just loved that. I never forgot it. And I thought that was like such a helpful tool, like mm -hmm. leaving school to the actual field it was like, even if, you have a bad day, like, or yeah, you just celebrate, like, oh, I finished my first patient. Let's start this second one. I just, I love that little video Candy made. I'm gonna have to see if I can ever find it and track her down because, <laughs> like, a little mental checkbox for you. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, I feel like I have that with each patient. I'm like, yes, all of because we have Dexis and Dentrix. So, mm -hmm. like, when all four of those quads are filled with images, I just feel so good. Yes, just <laughs> makes me happy. Yes, I did it. I know, I'm like, oh, let's show you everything. And we have Overjet, so the AI software. Yeah, that's oh. it. Overjet. We were talking about that the other day. AI software. Uh, yeah, people love it. I never even oh, thought yeah. about it for a patient education, but I, yeah, people are all about it because X-rays take on a whole new dimension uh -huh. instead of looking like toes for them. Mm -hmm. yes, every time exactly. I say that, they laugh because they're like, yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> that's awesome. So true. Um, I love it. I'm so glad you guys would be on our podcast today. Thank you. Yes. Yay, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. This was so fun. So fun. Love hanging with you girls. You as well. Let's do it again soon. We will. I agree. Let's do it again. We'll talk about GBT. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs>